Standing for the reading of the scripture, which comes from John chapter 9, I'm sorry, John chapter 15, beginning with verse 9 through verse 15. Hear the word of God. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. And you may be seated. All right, today I'm going to sit down because I... Felt it would be a little more, I don't know, personal if I sat down and talked to you today. And when Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount, it says that he sat down. He sat down and taught. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that today. So being Pentecost, typically we, we celebrate with reading Acts chapter 2. We celebrate by talking about the Holy Spirit coming. And I knew today was Pentecost, but I purposely chose this message, well, not only because I believe God was telling me to, but I just want to show how how important it is to have a relationship with God. One of the things that it does, it does many things, but one of the things that it does is it negates the spirit of religion. And the spirit of religion teaches us, well, it's Pentecost, you got to talk about Pentecost. Why? We know what Pentecost is. We talk about it every year, so why not do something different? And also Memorial Day weekend. And it may, means many things to many different people. And even in Memorial Day, we can get the spirit of religion in there. You got people saying, you shouldn't be having barbecues. It's all about the veterans that passed in wars. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we celebrate this day. But when you say should... It really adds a lot to it that you should not add. But anyway, why is it important to have a relationship with God? Well, before we answer that question, what is a relationship with God? You know, the first time I heard this, someone asked me. I was was playing softball. I was in college, and I was playing softball, and it was like an intramural league, and the pastor from the Bexley United Methodist Church, I didn't even know what Methodist was really at that time, had never been to a Methodist church, didn't know anything about him. He came up to me, sat beside me, and the very first thing he asked me was, do you have a relationship with God? And the very first thing that went through my mind is, how do I get away from this guy? I didn't know what he meant. I didn't know how to answer that. But in my pride, I didn't want to look like a fool, so I said, yes, 
I had no idea what it meant. And I know that there could be some people that every time I talk about it, might say, what's he mean? What's our relationship with God? What's it look like? Well, it's really pretty simple. Do you know what a relationship is? Do you know the person sitting beside you, in front of you, behind you? Do you talk to them? I'm sure that every person in here talks to at least one other person in this building at this moment. So you have some sort of relationship with at least one other person, and probably more, but at least one. So you know that the one part of a relationship is communication, is knowing, is understanding, it's a connection. There's many words we can put on it. But how, and this is the question I had, how do you have a relationship with someone you've never seen, you never will see until the day of judgment, you have never been able to touch, you've never been able to smell, hear with audible voices like I'm speaking now? I learned later that we do hear from God and that we can feel him in a sense spiritually speaking. And we certainly can communicate with him through prayer. So we can have a relationship with God. And that's where it started for me. I realized I can have a relationship with God. You can have a relationship with God. But what happens when that happens? Well, you see these disciples in here, what we read this morning in John chapter 15, John chapter 14 through 16, 17, just amazing. And that's one of the reasons I picked the book of John for our Bible reading for the month of June, is because when you get to this part, part where Jesus is talking to them and he says, I call you friends. Do you realize God Almighty in the flesh is speaking to other human beings that he created and he's saying, I call you friends. There's not a religion in the world that says that. Not one. Every other false religion in the world has a God who is far greater than anybody who follows him or her, and he, he or she does not have a relationship with a human. But Almighty God, the only God that exists, wants to have a relationship with us. Notice I said he wants to have a relationship with us. He doesn't wait for us to seek him out. He seeks us out. John 6, Jesus says that no one comes to the Father unless Jesus draws him out. Jesus draws us out of this world to the Father so we can have a relationship with him. We can talk to him. We can experience him. We can seek him and find him. And Jesus says, I want you to have my joy so that your joy may be complete. You know, before we started the prayer, I said, I know that there are people who are struggling. Even right now, your mind's probably wandering. Some of you, your mind is wandering to your struggles. You're human. It's going to happen. And that steals our joy. But Jesus said, I have spoken to you 
so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So that when he speaks to us, he gives us the joy of God. He gives us hope. He gives us peace. He gives us love and all the fruits of the Spirit. All the fruits of the Spirit. So why is it important? Well, let me tell you why. If you try to navigate this life on your own, you can. Many people have successfully navigated life on their own. But you know who's more successful? You know who's more joyful? You know who has a greater abundance of life? Not those who seek to navigate this life on their own, but those who navigate it with a relationship with God. 100% guaranteed that as we build and strengthen our relationship with God, we will have more joy, more success, greater experience, and yes, we will have failures too. How can that be? I mean, don't we have a, a relationship with someone because we know what they can give us. They, can make, us, they make us feel better about ourselves. They build us up. They Give us joy of being around them. So why would we talk about failures with the one who cannot fail? That's where the beauty of this comes in. You see, God is so perfect that he doesn't have to spend any time with us because we are so perfectly imperfect. We can never be perfect. Never. There's not one person in this world who can ever be perfect, not even come close to being perfect. So God could just say, I'm done with you all. In fact, in Genesis, he said, I'm going to wipe out the entire world. And he saved Noah and his three sons to repopulate the world. And then when Israel built a golden calf to worship, God said, Moses, get out of the way. I'm going to wipe them all out. He could do that. He could do it right now. But he chooses to love us in our imperfect state. He chooses to love us. As he said in verse 9, Just as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Remain in my love. Wow. Who doesn't want to be loved? We all want to be loved. Even the most macho guy would say, yeah, I want to be loved. Okay? We all want to be loved. Jesus loves us. And I know, three words, easy to say, hard to understand. But that's where the relationship comes in. Because you're not going to get it right away. As you start to build a relationship with God, you start to understand what it means to be loved. And, you know, it may be a few days, you still don't understand. It may be a couple months, a couple years, you still might not understand. But if you keep persevering, eventually you will understand. And as you start to understand, as days, months, and years go by, you understand in greater measure. Because that's what a relationship does. A husband and wife who've been together for 50 years, they can almost answer each other's sentences at times, right? 
I know there's many of you who have been married for many, many years, or if you've only been married for one or two years even, or seven or eight, or nine or ten, or whatever it may be, you start to understand one another better. You grow in love. Did you know we have this backwards? And I tell people when I, I marry them, I say, God didn't establish marriage so that we could love one another. He established marriage so that we would learn what love is. We come together and say, oh, we're in love, we're going to get married. God intended that you come together and learn to love one another. We learn love through our relationships, whether it be a marriage, a friendship, a parent-child, or even a pet. Think about if you have a pet. That pet is dependent upon you. You feed them, help them go to the bathroom, pet them, play with them. They're fully dependent on you. You go away for a week, that pet's going to go crazy and love you to death when you get back. Right? That's how it is with God. We depend on Him. We feed ourselves physically, but He feeds us spiritually. He spends time with us when we seek to spend time with him. And we start to grow in that relationship. And as we realize, hey, I do have a relationship with God, then it's no longer he's up there, we're down here. It's, hey, Lord, let's talk. Let's talk about my problems. Let's talk about the things I've done wrong. You know, God has never, ever, ever sat down with someone and said, You know, yesterday when you did X, Y, and Z, I never saw that one coming. He never says that. He knows. Before you even commit a sin, he knows you're going to. So just tell him. If you don't want to do something, God, I feel like you're calling me to do something. I don't want to do it. Tell him. That's what a friend is. I mean, okay, let's put it this way. You hear this voice in your head, this calling, this nudging, this feeling, I am to do something. Maybe it's switch jobs, give money to some charity, help out at church, go talk to someone who's in the hospital, whatever it is. It could be anything. Things that I didn't even think of. But you hear it over and over and over, and finally you start to realize, you know, is that you, God? So what do you do? You call your friend. Hey, I think God's telling me this. Tell God. (laughs) Tell your friend, sure. I'm not saying you shouldn't have friendships, but say, God, I think you're telling me to do this. Here's why I don't want to do it. You know what's going to happen? You're eventually going to want to do it because you opened up to God and let him know. That's how this works. That's why it's important. It's not, oh, I heard a voice from up here. Okay, here's what's going on. It's, I heard a voice. Hey, here's what's going on. Was that your voice? I think it was God. Do you really want me to do that? I think he really wants me to do that. And next thing you know, off you go. You're doing it. Because he's empowering you. If you just keep it on this side, not, I'm not talking to God, I'm just talking to my friends, you're eventually going to forget about it, and you're going to move on, because if you don't want to talk to God about it, he's not going to force you to do it. We need to rethink who God is in our
Okay, can you hear me? <laughs> All right, sorry about that, a little technical difficulty. Um, okay. No, it's okay. So why is it important to have a relationship with God? Because you can live this life without one. Many people do. But when you do take time to get to know him and let him show you who he is, it does change your life forever. You find incredible freedom that you never thought you could have. You find incredible ideas, incredible feelings, incredible joy that is beyond measure. And only God can do that. He has not created anything at all in this life that gives us more joy than knowing him. There are many things that give us joy, many things we love to do, but nothing in this life gives us greater joy than knowing him. So think of the thing that you think is the greatest thing in the world. Knowing God is better. And here's the best part, and this is what I'm going to leave you with. I can't put it, print out a five-page paper on how to build a relationship with God because it would be mine. But for you, you might have parts, like paragraph two and maybe page two, the first sentence might be exactly like you, but the rest could be completely different, and that's okay. And that's one thing that I, the thing I want to leave you with is to let you know that no matter how you do this relationship with God, you can't have anybody tell you that's not right. I'm serious. You can't have anybody tell you that's not right. I don't care what kind of sins you're stuck in in your life. There will be people who will tell you that they will keep you from having a relationship with God. They will harm you. We will talk about sin in a couple of weeks. It will harm you, but nothing, Romans chapter 8, verse 31, roughly, without looking, I can't remember, there is nothing in this world, nothing that will separate us from the love of God, not a single thing, and that includes any sins that you may be stuck in. They will not separate you from the love of God. Now, we can talk and talk and talk about the harm of sin, and we will. But just know that there is nothing, nothing, nothing keeping you from having your own relationship with God. Nothing in this world. Because he wants it, and if you're willing to accept that, you will have it. I'm going to say that again. He wants it. And if you're willing to accept it, you will have it. Because he will not force you to do anything you don't want to do. That's why it's such a personal relationship. You bring yourself as you are. If there's any change that's going to take place, that's between you and God. You don't have to give up this, this, and this before you come to God. You just simply come to God and say, God, here I am. I want to know you more. And then fasten your seatbelt because the ride's going to get crazy. He will take you on a journey and you will be so glad you did. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for helping us to build a healthy relationship with you. And Lord, we know that we can't put terms to it. We can't put words to it. We can't put anything to it. It's just us and you. So help us to find you. Help us to seek you. Help us to love you as much as you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.